0: Noah Brown tonight, five catches, 72 yards. He's being interviewed on Fox after that uh, performance. And I got to start there, Jeff. The catch that he made at the end of the half, um, as good as you've seen? I mean, I know we've seen a few of those where you trap the ball behind the defender's back. It's happened two or three times now in college football. But on the sideline like that, end of the half, I mean it doesn't get much better than that
1: no and no, you know i i'm thinking about historic catches matt in uh in recent ohio state history anthony gonzalez against michigan yeah remember that catch absolutely jake ballard the catch yes you remember that Rose bowl? one bowl and mm-hmm. i think this is right in there in line with that you know because this is a big stage and this is a young man that broke his leg last year right before the season started and what a way to come back. Five catches, four of those for touchdowns. His first four touches on the night are scores for touchdowns. Ties a school record mm-hmm. that uh, is shared with Dane Sonsenbacher, uh, Bob a, Grimes back yes. in 1951, who was a teammate of my father's at Ohio State. Wow. And I want to say that Terry Glenn, Terry Glenn. was yeah. the other that has four touchdown catches in one game. So,
0: Yep. And Stan says he remembers that game. It was against Pitt. Was that was that uh, on the road at Pit? Didn't Ohio State destroy Pit out there? Uh, yes. Yeah, on the road, I am not here in stand for some reason. Oh, wait a minute. You got your talk. mic on there, buddy. It is on, but Okay, talk again. Yeah, I, I there was you there
2: go. On the road at Pit, up close and personal. Got a great box lunch. To come back. He lit them up. <laughs> it was Tony Dorsett's son. Oh, is oh, that yeah, right. that's right. Anthony Dorsett. Yeah. Yep. Yep. He's still in the first round. I don't know why. But <laughs>
0: Well, Ohio State with a dominating performance, uh, winning this one, going away 45-24. to 24. Uh, And really, I mean, one of the things that we talked about in the pregame show and that Urban Meyer talked about, guys, was the ability to be balanced uh, because no one, even in the win that Houston had, uh, he was concerned about being able to run the ball because Houston really couldn't run the ball. They were doing it with uh, through-the-air, back-shoulder throws, which we saw uh, that worked well for Ohio State on, uh, on near the goal line on one of the touchdowns. So once they established the run, and they ended up with 291 yards rushing, Jeff, that kind of opens up everything for the Ohio State offense.
1: It really does, and uh, not any one component of Ohio State I think was dominant uh, rushing-wise, one football player, but as a group, when you throw JT in there, uh the, the the Curtis Samuel the rushing was uh, spectacular they went they want to rush for 250 yards in a game that is considered a championship performance so they hit their goal as far as that's concerned
0: 123 yards for Mike Weber 98 on 11 carries for Curtis Samuel and JT Barrett 74 yards on 17 carries i must say that, that's a few too many carries for my taste for JT Barrett, but uh, who am I to nitpick when you win on the road at Oklahoma 45-24?
2: No, I agree. I, I think it was too many, especially there at the end. I mean, when you're getting 6.8 from Mike Weber, 8.9 from Curtis Samuel, you don't need to run the quarterback that much. I, you know, Jeff, you say there was no guy who dominated. I thought they could have. I thought oh. if we would have continued to hand the ball to Curtis, in particular Curtis Samuel, he like was really explosive. And I get it; they want to spread it out. But I'm with you at times. You know, it's it just the hits, the accumulation of hits. wear out the quarterback more than they do running backs yeah. because that's what those guys do. And uh, and I'm with you. 17 is too many carries.
1: Yeah. You know the one carry by uh, uh, by Mike Weber that went I want to say 36 yards or so in the first half. Early. That's the first time that he has really broken out and showed some of his upside. And I thought late in the game, he was running more lateral than he needed to. you got to just get yourself upfield and accelerate. And it's a little bit too much looking and trying to figure things out. And I think part of that comes with not getting enough repetitions in there, not staying in the flow of the game because of all the substitutions that go on with this football team.
0: Yeah. Uh, Comment here from uh, from Jerry. Uh, Is there anybody on Ohio State's schedule that you fear more than – who do you fear most on Ohio State's schedule? Is probably what he's trying to say here.
2: There's still a few good teams out there. I, well, I
0: the, the roads the road schedule is not easy. Michigan State just you know lit up Notre Dame on the road. Let's not forget that that's the week before the game.
2: I know Wisconsin didn't look great today, but I watched them in person. They're a very good. They're the real team. deal. Yeah, we always struggle out there. And listen. For whatever it's worth, that team up north, they're getting better every week. They figured it out today. There's three quality opponents that you've got to worry about Oh, And by the way, it looks like Penn State has figured out offense. Yeah. Right? So there's still a rough schedule ahead of the Yeah, Bucks. I think
1: Michigan State is the one that I, that, that I fear more than anything else, especially, you know, what they proved today. Uh, they hung on. It was a hell of a comeback that Notre Dame tried to put on Sparty. But uh, to go into their building and win like they did – you know, they're replacing a lot of football players, and I think that's going to be an extraordinarily difficult environment to play in in late November yeah. uh, up at uh, East Lansing.
2: Well, and then think about the November stretch. I mean, if you do, if you're undefeated after you get through that, then you got to go and play Michigan. Yeah. Now, they come to our place, but that, those are two physical football games back-to-back. I mean, November is tough. I mean, <laughs> there's a string of games in November that makes it very difficult for the Buckeyes. But, but as they proved today... If they have their A-game, because this was not their A-game. I'm going to tell you that right now. It was still a lot of mistakes made, a lot of penalties, a lot of missed opportunities. What was going
0: on with the communication from the sideline to the play, especially in the, uh, in the first half? It would too
2: long to get – if you want your quarterback to be able to get you in the right things, he has to have the call in, and everybody's got to be up there around 13 seconds. Well, yeah. you get up there and there's eight seconds, and then you blow your time out, so – so yeah, this was not a clean effort, and the coaches were, you know, complicit at times as well. So. I agree.
1: I, th- I I got the feeling we were almost trying to be too perfect in right. things that we were doing with all of the motion and everything else, and rush, 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 rush kind of thing. And and I just think there were many times where we just needed to stay in some something a little bit more basic and let JT run the show.
2: Yeah, because look, we only stopped ourselves in the first half. It was penalties that derailed any drive. And I, I agree. I thought times were a little too fancy. And then clock management. We got lucky there at the end. I mean, because a part of clock management is not only using your timeouts properly, which we did not at the first half. But it's also knowing that if I've got 45 seconds and we're trying to get a score, I can't run a play that requires a shift and motion. So so there are some things that, you know, we worked our way through. We did get the miraculous catch there at the end of the half for the score. But there is still area for this team to improve. Imagine that.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's... Uh... They are scary good in terms of the talent that they have. I mean, they really are. And i I got to give a shout-out to Jerome Baker, who had the interception yes. off the deflection. Uh, uh, funny, the two first two touchdowns for Ohio State, when they took a 14 to nothing lead, were on fourth down plays, one on offense and one on defense, because <laughs> uh, Oklahoma was going for it on a fourth and three. Jalen Holmes deflects it. Jerome Baker intercepts it. But the, he's a guy, Jeff uh, – That's playing because of the injury to Dante Booker. And you wonder if Dante Booker's going to get in here because the last couple of weeks, Jerome Baker's been sensational, I think. No, I I
1: agree. I think that this is a guy that is really going to help this football team. But to think that you can go through the schedule that Stan just talked about without all of those guys being a part of it, I think you're crazy. You know, Just trying to stay healthy with people in there is going to be hard to do.
2: Well, I got to say, I mean, look, we know about the number of guys who put in the NFL, right? So I, we could put that to rest because the starting groups we put out this year is it, as good, if maybe not better. But but the fact that every week we're losing another guy and we're just plugging them in like it's nothing. I mean, where does the talent stop with this group? I mean, <laughs> you, you lose your starting defensive tackle. We having long, We haven't dropped off at all. Up there, we're very good up front against the run for the most of this game. Garyon Conley gets knocked out. You lose two, a linebacker first week. You lose a linebacker this week. And there's no drop-off. I mean, these guys are coming in ready to play at a high level, and, and we stay very consistent. That That's very difficult to do. I don't know what the threshold is. I don't know which player we can't replace, but so far we've been able to replace everybody.
1: Well, I, I would probably start with 16. Yeah. yeah. That, that might be the toughest one, even though Joe Burrows has shown a lot of good right. stuff in the little bit that we've seen of him. We traveled 13 true freshmen on this trip, 13 true freshmen. Now, not all of them played, but think about a limited travel squad. You can't take the whole group with you and 13 true freshmen go and make this trip to Oklahoma. And you go in there and you dominate this thing from the get-go. Absolutely incredible. What's the upside in the next couple of years. Well, think about
0: it back before the season started when, you know, the books in Vegas, the smart guys opened the uh, betting on games, Oklahoma opened as a nine and a half point favorite in this game before the season started. And then, you know, it obviously changed after week number one and it was down to four and it actually opened last week. Oklahoma was a one point favorite. All the money went to Ohio state and Ohio state ended up being favored in the game. But I'm just saying the perception of what Oklahoma was going to be and what Ohio State was going to be by really smart people that set those betting lines was that Oklahoma, that's the team that's got Baker Mayfield back. They made the Final Four last year. They got most of the returning guys. Ohio State's replacing everybody. And Ohio State wins the game, stand 45-24.
2: Yeah, Oklahoma may be the Hillary Clinton of presidential politics. (laughs) shoo-in eight years ago. She gets stomped. It's looking bad now. Yeah, they're not always right. I mean, I don't know why there's certain teams that always get the benefit of the doubt. Oklahoma's one of them. And, look, maybe they've earned that with Bob Stoops. But, look, this is not a great football team. They're not. I mean, they've got too many missing pieces. Baker Mayfield is a solid football player. He's not Heisman caliber. He's not great. Too many poor decisions. You talk uh, about, I right? agree. I, I mean, you know,
0: there's – yeah. Uh, and, you know, the interception when he uh, that Lattimore got when he – Threw back across the field looking for a big play i he's good i and i love his guts and i can see why he's a leader and you can win with him but I, in terms of like if you were going into that thinking who's the heisman caliber quarterback no not even close
1: it's number 16 and, uh, uh, and you know, i mean it's
2: <laughs> guts can get in the way sometimes
1: yep. hey you know we talk about how turnovers uh have a tendency to tell the the story. And sometimes it's not always the case, but two turnovers tonight by Oklahoma, two interceptions for the Ohio State Buckeyes, that takes them to nine interceptions in the first three games of the season. But most importantly, Ohio State and turnovers, none. Yeah. One fumble didn't count because JT was able to pull it back in, but no turnovers with the crowd noise and everything else being the way it was, as physical as that game is, with a bunch of young people out there, and you don't turn it over once.
2: Oh, by the way, another defensive score as well. That's yeah. right.
1: Yeah, that's... I mean this,
2: this this team is making out. To, I mean, it's still a lot of football left to be played, but. As it stands right now, this is a special group that might go on a special
1: run. Yeah. So you're number two in the country when you wake up in the morning, right?
2: I don't know. know. Forty five, twenty four on the road in Oklahoma, yeah. the darling of the media, right? It might be worth a jump. It might
0: be worth a leapfrog. <laughs> no one's no, gonna come put on them now. Of Alabama. So
1: Alabama won, Ohio State two. Who's yeah.
0: three? Clemson. It might. I, I'll tell you. I think it's going to be Louisville. Louisville. I think you, Louisville. Wow. Uh, they, they had moved all the way up to ten, and they destroyed. The number two. You're team a in the voter.
1: Where are you? I'm going to put Louisville third are right now. Really?
0: From what I've seen, I'm going to put Louisville third.
1: I am. And where are they ranked now? 10th. That's a big jump. They yeah, but look at what they did. Anybody.
0: What do you mean they just beat Florida State <laughs> okay, 63 let, to
2: 20? Let,
0: let me say it one more time. Who beat Ole? Oh, who? Who beat who? Who beat Ole Miss? And, who who battled Alabama right down to the wire? Let me say it one more time. They haven't played anybody. All right. They haven't right. played anybody. All right. You are tough. You are tough. <laughs> no, I'll tell you no, what, we're no, going to no, take thanks. a break. We got Urban Meyer man. coming up live. We're going to have his comments live, but we got a couple people on hold. We're going to get you. I just want to make sure we get Coach Meyer. We also have people tweeting at us, but a lot more to come. We're going to be on all the way till 2 o'clock uh, as we continue with the best Buckeye coverage post game show. A late one, but a happy one after Ohio State wins 45 24 back after this on 610 WTVN. We're going to continue with the best Buckeye coverage post game show, awaiting Urban Myers' comments. And uh, again, we're going to be on for uh, a little more than another hour till 2 o'clock. Uh, the game started late, which has been a long night. I really appreciate uh, Bill Conley in the pregame staying all the way. He, he pulled double duty because he was on the early show, You're giving him the night off. But uh, Jeff and Stan, thanks so much for hanging around and making uh, making this fun. And it looks like we got a lot of people reacting to this game. Uh, I just interested in your comment here. Uh, Tony says, "Bad night for the officials." Uh, at least the replay official. Um, what did you think in terms? Of, I know Stan, you didn't like the not uh, the overturn of the Marshawn Lattimore play, but what about also on the touchdown on the kickoff return by Mixon? Clearly, dropped the ball. They they review everything nowadays, and they missed that.
1: Well, one. It, yeah, but is what's the call? Nobody recovered it.
2: It went out of the end zone. It's a touchback. It,
1: it's a that should have been the call as a touchback. Is right. that
2: the ball rolled out of the end? The zone. ball rolled it, out. of Is that not After reviewable?
0: That's my question. Every
2: score is reviewable.
0: They're, they, they're, they're supposed one to. Job. They're, They've got They're one supposed job. to review every touchdown. That's that's what. Uh, and how did they miss that? I, I mean, don't that know. is amazing. I don't know. I can only feel so bad about that, though, because if it would have happened, first of all, it's a bonehead play by Mixon. I, I can't believe guys still do that.
2: Well, two, was I it can't believe that. two years ago, that. a year ago, the yep. oregon Arizona. There game? was a
0: just last week in the Clemson game, a Clemson kid uh, in the game, who was it, Troy, when they putzed around with them, had a long touchdown, dropped the ball at the one, they caught that one uh, and cost Clemson a touchdown.
1: Yeah, yeah, former, so, uh, former Ohio State running back Robert Smith was part of the broadcast uh, analyst team at halftime. And he went off on the, on the fact that running backs, kick returners, have been doing this way too often. It's I mean,
0: unbelievable that it happens. I don't know how you
1: – it's incredible.
2: I mean, it's a bang-bang play. Like, it happens so quick. You think officials, because it's happening so often, would pay attention to that. But you also, on the defensive end, you got to – when you see that ball fly like that, you just got to – even if he scores, go get it. Yeah. Just go get it. Because that happened. would
0: draw draw attention
2: they to draw it, like fu- you know, so yeah, like when yeah. with Oregon, they were, they were live enough to pick it up and go score
1: with it and force them to look at it at minimum. Make them look. That's at it. right. Yeah.
0: Last year, that was uh, Utah. Utah yeah. looked like they had a touchdown against Oregon. Dropped the ball. Oregon kid picked it up, ran it the other way, touchdown. So yeah, so I, I don't know how they missed that one. The overturn. Now, Stan, you were upset about the overturn of the Marshawn Lattimore, his second interception. I was. Um, I, I can kind of understand it, but if the call, the, to your point though, the call on the field is supposed to be indisputable evidence indisputable video and I would evidence. say that, that maybe that's where it was because the ball did move, but it I did. will say I wasn't positive that it touched the ground. Not so enough it, to overturn the call. Positive. Yeah. You can't
2: overturn it. Yeah. His I, hand was under it. The ball did move,
0: but I didn't but see it touch the ground
2: from the angles we saw. I couldn't tell definitively that the ball had touched the ground. And, oh, by the way, whenever the ball – if the ball isn't moving, it can touch the ground. So it can move as long as you keep it off the ground. I, I just thought it was it was a, a poor decision by the officials. Yeah, the and end, re, the then, end the result of it – face mask, we would have got a first down on that. They blew that call.
1: Yep, yeah, the end result, though, of that Marshawn Lattimore thing getting overturned was well for Ohio is State. we end up sacking them on the next play. We get the ball at the 39-yard line – they're 39 as opposed to being on our own 15-yard uh, yep. yep. line with the interception. So it was a 50-yard a bonus <laughs> by the blow-up of, the, of yeah. the replay official. We'll take L- it.
2: Listen, Lattimore is trying to win a Thorpe. He <laughs> understand. He's not trying to put the offense in good position. He's trying to win a Thorpe. That,
0: that's exactly right. I mean,
2: he's got to be the front-runner right now. Four, you know, three picks. Three picks. One to the house.
0: Yep yeah this is uh there is somebody commenting here Lattimore interception ball still hasn't hit the ground so uh yeah it's uh, I, I also was asking on Twitter for players of the game and almost
1: everybody is tweeting the same guy Noah Brown. Um, would you agree with that? I don't know how you could go anywhere else uh, you know JT was solid and obviously somebody's got to get it to him but then he was magical tonight he those guys had no answer for him at all and he is such a big body out there that's the key is that he can physically put the defensive backs on his hip and they can't go through him i mean that is just terrific with that guy i talked on our pregame show about it i haven't seen a guy really elevate himself to be jt's go-to well, i think it's been answered now yeah we maybe. got a go-to maybe there's plenty that. of opportunities but what? you gotta have that one guy you know for sure you can right. find And I think he feels really good, obviously, about Noah Brown.
2: Well, I think some of it is play calling because he had one other opportunity. He went uh, to the right instead of going to the left. But play calling tonight, I thought, put him in great matchups one on one. And because I I think you're right, they all weren't great throws. You know, catching that ball on number 16's back was not a good throw by JT. He's got to let it go a little sooner, Mm -hmm. put it a little higher. And then he ran that comeback route to the corner of the end zone, which was fantastic. I mean, he just, that corner had no clue where he was coming out. And uh, yeah, he he played extremely well, but we still got a lot of talent we got a lot of talent. we rolled through a lot of wide receivers. I mean, we're throwing the ball to a guy with a cast on his hand. Yes. He must be a magician out there.
0: He must be a magician out there. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it is uh, It is incredible. All right, well, I'll tell you what, Oz, we'll try to get to the top of the hour break here. Or do we? Well, never mind. Forget about it. Blowing off the top of the hour break because Urban Meyer is in here on the Best Buckeye Coverage post game show on 610 WTVN.
3: Experienced. You went on the road and played at Oklahoma. You know, that has to be one of the probably top, top five hardest places. Yeah, I saw their record. It is one of the top five hardest places playing. It's a very talented team that, from the opening kickoff, man, our guys swung as hard as they could. So they're no longer they're the youngest team in the country. How much, we, yeah, we just
4: said, how much we
2: coming
3: of a coming-of-age game yeah, I this? This was the coming-of-age game, and, and uh, I just made a comment earlier about that uh, – uh, he almost took it. He didn't. He took a deep breath, and as I was just watching our guys get on the buses and the planes, thinking, "My gosh, this is a young team. Uh, this is a lot of them their first road experience," and uh, I'm very proud of them. Coach, can you
0: update uh, Gary on Conley? You may have
3: addressed that. Just got yeah, here. I probably shouldn't until I know. Okay. Uh, until what? It, I, I'm. My understanding is going to be fine. It was pretty precautionary. Uh, it was a. Uh, he just had a stinger, and yeah, but he should be fine. Did you Ball
0: camp rotating the opposite corner with Denzel and Marshawn, and to have both and Damon guys, Arnett, right to have those guys there in the second half. How yeah. big was that? And you know, well, not
3: not normally. I don't know if we've ever had that much depth. That we have four corners that we believe in uh, for sure. Three guys that are gonna they rotate. So who's our starting corners? You got three of them, and uh, that that's rare to have. And I
0: know you guys haven't seen the film yet, but like when you see your young guys, you talked about the inexperience of this team, but to see these corners go out against a team like Oklahoma. What do yeah, you I've see in the
3: good. second half from some of those young kids out there at uh, Like I said, I can't wait to see the video tape. You know, as coaches, you sit there and think about that darn kickoff return and see some other things that, that shows your youth. And also, we didn't hustle the line of scrimmage and blew timeouts and just some silly things that we got to get cleaned up. So, so, where
5: do you rank the catch Noah Brown made as far as ones that
3: you've seen? I haven't seen it yet. You I just saw the, the, yeah, Auto I saw right it? Back. I saw that's well, one of the great catches from what I heard. I I can't use the language that I heard from the press box upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> Is that why you guys have sort of been raving about him for almost two years? Yeah, he's a, he's a grinder. We love grinders around here. He's a guy that works so hard, and I think that injury happened a week before he played. He was a starting receiver for us last year and, and got hurt, and there's not a better guy, better family to see him have success. That's, that's a good thing.
5: Did your team a couple more questions. get mileage out of uh, the comment by the backup quarterback? Did that inspire this team this week?
3: I don't think so. I think that's, you which know, is, you know, did coaches use that. Did our defense use that? I think, to be honest with you, I think they did. I didn't hear much about it. Uh, we're a team that's, uh, you know, it's a long journey, and um, I don't, I don't think that was a big deal. Hey, what, back, what, went into, what
0: went into behind the decision of playing a receiver with one hand? With Corey Smith and the cast I love
3: Corey Smith. He's one of the most committed guys on special teams. And uh, we actually were going to throw him a ball. Uh, we, I watched him catch it on uh, Thursday's practice. He actually got hurt on Wednesday and came in on Thursday. And he's going to have surgery on Sunday. They're going to cast it up and he's going to play again. And uh, that was my decision. And we've talked about it before the game playing. Because he's got good hands. He can. Yeah.
0: Go ahead. Play and then Doug. Then we're going to be coming out for Mike Weber as well. Yeah, I
3: thought he played great against a very stout a team that uh, really, you know, Houston beat them, but they didn't run the ball on them. They threw the ball all over the place. We ran the ball really well against a defense that's kind of committed to stop the run. So our offense line and Mike did great. Urban, you you obviously had the workhorse tailback with Zeke the last couple years, but the way Curtis and Mike have emerged is sort of that one-two punch. The way you guys use them is that did you anticipate? I kind of did. Of yeah, I best. thought uh, Curtis Samuel was a guy that uh, uh, waited his turn, and uh, he's a talented guy. And I think that's a one-two punch is a correct way to uh, uh, identify what's going on with those two, and it's going to continue. Coach, thank you very Thanks much. Thanks, guys. We're going to pull. The comments of Urban
0: Meyer after the win, we'll react to them and also get to your phone calls. We have a couple of people on hold. The numbers are 821-WTVN, 9886 1-800-610-WTVN. Stan Jackson's here. Jeff Logan's here. I'm here as well, and we continue after this on 610-WTVN. Buckeyes dominate uh, Oklahoma on the road 45 to 24 that is our big story uh, just after one o'clock this morning here on news radio 610 WTVN Uh, first of all our 610 WTVN first warning weather courtesy of ABC6 mostly cloudy scattered showers isolated storms overnight low 65 Sunday partly sunny with a chance of lingering showers and a high of 79 and then Monday dry and sunny and 83 right now. We're at 70 at your severe weather station. News Radio 610 WTVN. Buckeyes roll 45-24. to 24. JT Barrett 14 of 20. Throwing the ball for four touchdowns. All the to Noah Brown who had five catches for 72 yards. But the Buckeye running attack really got it done. 291 <coughs> yards rushing. 123 for Mike Weber. 98 for Curtis Samuel. And JT Barrett added 74 as Ohio State uh, improves to 3-0. Bye week next week. And then... Uh, the homecoming game coming up against Rutgers. So we're going to continue to talk about it. Uh, we will be back here and taking your phone calls and your tweets. I'm at Matt, Matt, um, at, at Matt McCoy WTVN if you have some comments on the game, and we'll talk about that with you after this on 610 WTVN. We are back on the best Buckeye coverage post game show. Matt McCoy along with Stan Jackson and Jeff Logan as we continue talking. Ohio State Buckeye football with you after a forty-five to twenty-four victory over Oklahoma. You look at uh, steam, team statistics: two hundred ninety-one yards rushing for Ohio State, one fifty-two passing, and for Oklahoma, two twenty-six passing, which for them is pedestrian. So Ohio State secondary, uh, basically, quote unquote, did a nice job. They had one hundred seventy-eight yards rushing. Interesting though, Samaje Pirine, who's their star running back. 17 carries for 60 yards, held to 3.5 yards a carry. It was Joe Mixon who had the kickoff return for a touchdown. Nine carries, 78 yards, 8.7 a carry. And you almost wonder if he should have gotten the ball a little bit more. I know, Stan, we were watching the game together. You were calling for that the whole time if you were running Oklahoma's offense.
2: You got to love these offense coordinators. Similar to what we ran into last year with Braxton Miller, right? Not figuring out who should get the ball when. And it kind of reminds me of... The Alabama game in the playoffs from a couple years ago, and Derrick Henry was having a much better game, but yet they continued the rotation. It is no question in my mind that that rotation should have stopped at least at halftime. When you look at the numbers at halftime, when you're the coach and the better guy or the guy that was playing better and looks way more dynamic. I know Samaj had a 400 plus yard has the record a couple years ago, but I don't think it's close between those guys. That Joe Mixon is a player, and I'm thankful that their coordinator hadn't figured it out yet.
1: When I saw him beat our corner around the end, Mixon, I thought this guy is deceptively fast for a big man, and why he wasn't the constant in there surprised me, too. How yeah. big
2: is he? Because he's shifty, too. I mean, he, he sees holes. Yeah, that, they, they definitely haven't figured that one out yet. They need to get him going.
0: Yeah, but Jeff, I mean, as a running back, if you're – Joe Mixon and you're averaging eight yards a carry. I mean, are you getting frustrated like I, I mean, want the I, ball? I know
1: you're a team player, but are you like Yeah, six one two thirty. I mean, this is a big strong guy that you would expect and, and and very, very quick. So I my goodness, I think, you know, Urban in his comments made it very clear that he he's got a young football team, but I liked what he said. Has he watched him get on the bus and onto the plane to come out here? He recognized the fact that he has a really young team. But I think I heard him say, we're not young anymore.
2: Yeah, he did say that. This yeah.
1: was a transformation game. And if you go back to that very first year, Matt, the transformation game for them was when they won up at Michigan at State. At Michigan State, yep. And he said, that's when we reached in. And and these guys kind of grabbed their hearts and said, we're going to become part of this. Forget exactly what the quote was. And I think this is a transfer. This, this game is going to help transform what this season might become for Ohio State, had they lost this game, then I think you've got problems in pulling these guys back together again quickly. Mm-hmm. Well,
2: it, this is a hungry football team. right? I think you see it. the effort, the energy level is very high for a number of guys. right? They're still trying to make their way, still trying to create their name out there. And I think you see it. My only concern, because I do agree with a few points from Coach Meyer, but my only concern is I'm not sure how good Oklahoma is. Because again, we didn't play a clean game. We, I, I thought we could have easily score sixty. I thought we called the dogs off there in the second half and and really kind of took our foot off the pedal. But but I think he's right. I mean, going on the road hostile environment, they are top twenty five and and dominating them the way we did. I, I you know because the two scores were two quick scores. The defense was a little tired. Outside of that, our defense was, knew exactly what they were going to do. And uh, but but it's it's a good moment for a young team. And I think you you you're right, Jeff. That it galvanizes you when you're together on the road, yep. and and now, because now I can look at you and I can trust you,
1: mm-hmm.
2: right? That's the difference. Right? If we lost that game. I might have some question marks about you as a teammate.
1: And when you're dressing 110 guys for a home game, right? Everybody, you know, and then when you find out you're part of the 60 or whatever their number is that's able to go on these road games, yeah. Now all of a sudden you realize you are special. These guys that made this trip. Everybody's important on the team. I get that. But everybody that participated in this trip, they're part of something really, really special. And, yeah.
2: and it's a big deal that you won that because if you lose that game, you come back and find out your roommate had a little party in the door. Yeah.
1: <laughs> hey, by the <laughs> if you didn't get to play and
2: you missed all that. You lost. That makes a difference.
1: We'll check in with you in a couple weeks because we'll find out if Oklahoma's any good because they've got the week off with a bye next week just like Ohio State does. Then they travel and, pay, and play TCU. And then on October 8th, they've got Texas at home. So So, would you agree that we'll know in a few weeks if they're any good?
2: I think we kind of have a clue, but yes, I would agree. Yeah, I think that's good. Texas is in a dogfight for their lives right now. I'll
0: tell you what, right now, though, if you're an Ohio State (laughs) fan, a Houston fan, or whatever. You're feeling okay. Well, yeah, but you're rooting for them to to be good. Oh, yeah. You want them to win the rest of your games, you know, so that it makes your win look that much better.
2: I get your point. I'm not sure it matters for either team. Houston's got to go. No, they got They got to beat. They got to beat, got to beat Louisville. Louisville.
0: Ohio State's got a lot of landmines. Well, Ohio
2: State's got two other teams in the top ten right now that they got to figure out how to get through. Michigan State. Michigan's sitting right behind you. Yep. You're at three. They're sitting at four.
0: Yep.
1: Very interesting.
0: And Wisconsin. And Wisconsin. Think
1: about that. They're nine. They were nine coming into today. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And whether it's Wisconsin, Iowa, you know, even though they had the bad loss, you know, Nebraska, whomever you're going to play in the Big Ten title game. Nebraska's in now. Nebraska
2: will be in the top 25 now. So
0: that's right. Uh, Let's go to the phones. We've got a couple people waiting. John, you're up first on 610 WTVN.
5: Hey, Jeff. This is Buckeye John. Hey, uh, I'm teeing off in the morning at 8 o'clock. (laughs) <laughs> I don't care if I jank every iron shot. Ah, I love it. Good That's for you, John. Right <laughs> you know, you know the pitch of the night on TV, they showed that backup quarterback, and he was laughing on the sideline towards the end of the game. You know, if, uh, yeah. I hope he likes coming in here next year facing our basic defense. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's true. If Baker Mayfield doesn't stay around, I think Mayfield could he if could. he wanted to yeah, stay around. Yeah, he's got another year, year, but, but if, he, if he leaves, then uh, it's going to be that young man against no, uh, a basic it defense. You don't
1: think we'll remember that, do you? It won't be him. You don't think we'll remember that, <laughs> do you? Bob Stoops will
2: remember it. won't be him.
1: <laughs> he'll, <laughs> have a, he'll have a significant injury just that week that won't allow him to play in the Ohio State game. Well, right? He probably doesn't like Baker. He set him up for the failure. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) Do you
0: think uh, Baker Mayfield or any of the Oklahoma players said something to that kid, like, shut your mouth, or coaching staff, or do they just, you know? Oh, yeah.
2: Oh, somebody addressed it. I guarantee somebody told him, now what are you doing? But at the end of the game, you know, because quarterbacks, your lockers are together in in their stadium, so Baker just sits in the locker and stares at (laughs) him. That's all he needs to do. Yeah. yeah. Really,
0: thanks a lot, dude. Yeah.
2: Baker should have came out the game, and gave him a little sample of that basic defense. Let him get, <laughs> you know, Peter Rowe by one of our defensive linemen.
0: Yeah, that's right. Thanks, John. Hey, John, thanks for the call. Uh, Arden in California. Now, see out there. Best caller ever. That's she is, and uh, out there, it's uh, uh, you know, it's not too too late. No, so
4: it's, it's not. I'm sure
0: you enjoyed uh, that one very much, didn't you? I think
4: Arden? Well, vivid in my memory is that. 77 game which I know you remember. Oh yeah. Thanks Arden. Yeah, I know. And just the ghost of Von Schaman for me is gone. That that the cobwebs are out of that one. So that's a good thing for
1: me. Hey Arden, before you jump in, I have got to tell you one of my teammates texted me right after their field goal kicker missed the first field goal <laughs> and he says, "Where in the hell was this guy back in 1977?" That's right. <laughs> Don't we
4: all wish? Yeah. Don't we all wish? Well, and Matt, I wanted to ask you. Remember that guy last week in the media room asked if Noah Brown was healthy? Yes. Do you do you know who that is?
0: I don't know who asked, but well, uh, we need
4: to find out. Noah Brown. <laughs> Noah
0: Brown is just fine.
4: Yeah. So when you see him or find out, tell him yes.
0: He's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, that, he had quite a game.
4: He did, and you know, and you guys have been talking. I I thought we had like a B game, B minus game today. Um so in that aspect, the coaches just keep coaching. So I'm, I'm kind of not afraid of anybody. I, I'm really not. I think if um, talent-wise, if our coaches coach them up, we're going to be fine. I just have a couple things, and I, I don't know. I hone in on certain people tonight. So this is my Hawkeye tonight. Marcus Ball looks disinterested in blocking. And I mean, if you, I watched him, and he just doesn't look like he's interested in blocking anybody. I think that's going to hurt us somewhere. He just was fading away. Wasn't hitting anybody. Wasn't engaging.
0: Now I thought on the first touchdown, though, and you guys correct me on the fourth down. I think wasn't it Baw that got the the tight end that came around and got the block? Or am I am I wrong? No, you guys don't remember. Not sure. Not, I know that there was a great block down f- field by Terry McLaurin that uh, yes. helped him get helped yeah, him I'll get just, in, but.
4: I just mean in general because I think that's a big piece of what we do. We
0: well, you, you got to have tight ends that block here because they sure as heck don't catch passes. Yeah,
4: yeah, because it, and, you know I maybe give them a bone here once in a while to keep them inter- interested because we didn't even look for them. Yeah, right? yep. And then the other thing was just real quick, you know Raekwon McMillan. Eh, I, watch if you watch the film. I'm just I don't know. I. I the middle of the field is open, and tight ends, are, I think, are killing us. And I just, don't, I just don't think we protect the middle of the field. Like, I'm talking 5, five, ten yards. I think it's wide open. And I know Michigan, that's all Michigan does. I can't stand watching Michigan. It's butt, drag, routes, drag route, drag route, crossing route with butt. Yeah. And if he beats us, I'm going to be very upset. But yeah. I'm not really scared of anybody, and I was really happy tonight.
0: All right. Uh, Thanks for the call, Arden. Uh, Any any comments, guys? Rayquan McMillan. Number one, Arden is always, you know, spot
2: on. One of our better callers. The one thing about the middle, I would say we, and I said this to Matt, we run a ton of man. And so you're going to get the middle open when you run man, because now your linebackers have different responsibilities, either quarterback or backs, or they're covering a tight end. So, but you did notice in that game at times, in particular the fourth downs, we didn't go zone. And we took away those drags and those shallow cross routes. So some of that is just a byproduct of the defense we're running.
0: Yeah, you said um, on the, the fourth down at midfield when Mayfield got sacked, you said sometimes our defensive coaches don't get enough credit for the calls right. they make. Because you liked the defensive call that they had. It's time. What, what did you see that you liked on that play? They went zone? We but, went straight zone. There was several
2: times we went zone. Once in the red area. Everybody's in the box. It looks like blitz. Baker's checking. He thinks it's blitz and then boom. The linebackers back out, and they just cover the zone. They cover that middle that Harden is, Arden is talking about. And, and again, for a team that runs a lot of man, that puts a lot of pressure on corners, they, they do mix it up good enough at times and have great plays. A blitz here and there. So, uh, yeah, I think Ray will be fine. You know, I did agree one time we ran, they ran play action. And uh, and I thought he just was a little antsy on play action, wanting to stop the run so much. You got to be kind of careful about that sometimes. Just sort of slow read it. Trust your defensive lineman. So uh, yeah, great points. Arden is, is always sort of spot on. Yeah, I,
1: I'll be curious to see how he grades out, whether or not it's a championship performance or not. We usually get that in the in the press conference. I because of his presence and because of he's such a body. I mean, the guy is a he's, he, he's just really good. You expect him to be making some really spectacular plays on defense, and maybe he's a little blue collar guy that just keeps going out and getting it done, and there isn't anything fancy about it. So, I'd, I'd rather look at the tape before I would criticize Raquan McMillan at this stage, because I think he's he's got such a an upside. That, so
2: more, more of a Clydesdale for you than a Therabed,
1: uh, maybe so. And I'll take a Clydesdale in that middle linebacker <laughs> you spot. Have to believe it.
0: And we are back on the best Buckeye coverage post game show. Taking your calls and comments, 821-WTVN, 821-9886, 1-800-610-WTVN. Matt McCoy, along with Stan Jackson and uh, Jeff Logan. Interesting, Jeff, listening to Noah Brown there talking about uh, making that circus catch. And it's, you know, never done it before. But just the way he was talking, it was like just nonchalant almost. (laughs) Like, you know, that that's just what you do. JT has faith in me, and I just saw it and react. And I guess when you're a player, that's what you just... You don't plan on catching the ball behind somebody's back, but if that's what it calls for you to do, you do
1: it. Well, he's a product of uh, Urban Meyer's program. Uh, have a high degree of confidence. Uh, go out there and recognize your teammates for their contributions that they make, and and be fortunate that you're a a privileged member of this football team with an opportunity to be able to make plays like that. And you know that's something that he'll remember for a long, long time.
2: It was refreshing to listen to him. Yeah, sounded good, didn't it? Very humble. Yes. And acknowledge that there's multiple go-to guys, that this was just my night. It's good. I mean, this team might have the, you know, because it's not just talent, all right? Chemistry is so vital to the success of any football organization, and this team might have the right stuff. They might have the perfect blend of chemistry and talent to take it the distance.
0: Well, on our marathon pregame show because of the <laughs> because of the delay, we got into a segment talking about last year how, you know, great team, but it was a little off and and as good as the chemistry was, Jeff in 2014 once they figured it out and they won the national title, it was I mean, it wasn't bad last year, but like I said, it was just a little... It was uncomfortable. It was just a little off. There were little off-field incidents.
1: Like a, like a pair of shoes that didn't fit. Yeah, and then JT know?
0: gets the DUI. I mean, there was just little incidents that just kept happening. It was just a little off. Um, and this team seems to be, so far, knock on All wood... Right. Have that right now. That's not really wood, but um, whatever. <laughs> Knock on Formica, whatever
2: it is. So, yeah, those those tuxedo shoes that don't fit, but yes. the, the wedding just started. They look good,
1: but the wedding just started, so you have to yeah. keep them on. Another yeah. three hours.
2: I, yeah, I think it's a great point. I mean, it's just because, well, it, it typically takes something to tie you together as an organization, as a unit. It takes something, right? So you think two years ago, chemistry wasn't great. Braxton got hurt. Everybody's, you know, concerned and then we lose to Virginia Tech and it was that something that allowed the coaching staff to really rally and tie the group together and from there the chemistry was second to none so it it's, it doesn't always have to be catastrophic like a loss but usually there's something i think the the youth and inexperience of our inexperience of this team in particular has tied these guys together look a bunch of no names at the start of this year yep. right JT's back Raquan but after that you mean You're not really sure about many of the guys here, so that that's the bond that ties them together. Because now they're fighting for their own legacy. They're fighting, you know, because the last senior group was the best group Ohio State's ever had. So now this group is fighting for that next step, and that's sort of tying them together.
1: If you don't go through adversity, all right, and whether you're in war, whatever it might be, you've got to have that challenge, and you've got to come out at the back end of that. And feel as though, as a unit, as a team, we were able to get something accomplished. And I think this is the kind of game a bunch of young guys are going to feel good about. You talked about a year ago after that Virginia Tech game. We've talked about the fact that this was a team that had that had gone one and three in their last four games, Matt. And I can remember sitting on Lane Avenue with you at two o'clock in the morning <laughs> talking about that post game, and and I was angrier than I could have ever been. Because of all of the sizzle and all the stuff the, that the was fireworks going on before the game, you know, and, stuff, and, yeah. and 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 I didn't see an effort out there that night. And I said to you, this team has got two places it's going to go. It'll either go right in the dumper, and everybody will become blaming somebody, or they will rally together and something really special will happen. And I give Urban Meyer and his staff a lot of credit for allowing that team to be able to grow like they did. Yeah.
0: Uh, a couple of comments from Twitter before we hit the bottom of the hour. And uh, we've got a phone call, too. We'll get to that. But uh, Tony well, writes, Any word on Gary Conley? Uh, if you missed it during Coach Myers' post game, I guess, Jeff, the good news is it doesn't sound like it's that serious. He even used the word precautionary, that it was a stinger. So I was worried, like when he went down, and Stan even made the comment, Jeff, that it looked like, boy, that could be a collarbone or a shoulder or something. Right. But. Um, I think it sounds like it's good news at least for him.
1: Yeah, my my initial reaction when I saw it was stinger. Uh, but what surprised me is you you usually come back after a few plays uh, from a stinger. It's just like a nerve pinch. Yeah. Uh, but again. The, the fact that they've got some depth out there allows them to be precautionary for him. And certainly the bye week is going to help a guy like Gary on Conley.
0: Yeah. Uh, Mickey writes, uh, like Nick Bosa's game tonight, seemed to pressure Mayfield when he had a chance and he was in there a couple of times, Stan, uh, Nick Bosa looked, you know, looked like his brother there a couple of different he times. Did. He,
2: he was the, the key to force pressure a couple of times. And so uh He's coming along. I mean, it, for a young guy, that's what you want to see. You just want to see yeah. flashes for a young guy because you're not going to get the consistency right? because they haven't been around enough. They're not strong enough. But, but those flashes show you that he's going to be special. And it's very similar to Joey. I mean, Joey is just flashes as a freshman year and He'll figure it out, he'll get stronger, he'll get faster, and he'll be great. And and you mentioned, you know, going through adversity. I mean, well, every one of these guys that's playing now has experienced the adversity of a really good football player in front of him.
1: Yeah. You're right. Right. You're and absolutely so that, right. That
2: kind of makes you a little desperate and they're they're desperate to make their own name.
1: Well, and you think of Nick Bosa coming in here and having to even the little playing time that he's getting, having to sit there on the sideline and watch other guys play when he has been it. Yeah, right. For the past few years.
2: And he tore his knee in high school last yeah, year. Yeah, so he got he hurt, hurt last year. Right? No you know, brown leg. I mean,
1: He looks so much like Joey that uh, the announced team tonight even called him Joey Bosa one At time. At one point, yeah. Yeah, that was beautiful. And, and wears the same
0: number and, yeah, and <laughs> it puts the same kind of pressure on quarterbacks. That's yep. right. Uh, Mike, we're going to get to your phone call coming up. We've got to take a quick break for the bottom of the hour. Just uh, quickly to recap as we... Hit our score at the bottom of the hour. Buckeyes win it 45-24 over Oklahoma. Just team statistics. Ohio State outgained Oklahoma 443-404. to Time of possession lopsided in Ohio State's favor. 35-49 for Ohio State. 24-11 for Oklahoma. Maybe the key stat, Oklahoma had the two turnovers. Ohio State had none, and one of those turnovers uh, was a touchdown return for a t- uh, uh, interception return for a touchdown by Jerome Baker. And, uh, you know, usually, guys, they talk about third down being the money down. Maybe tonight fourth down was. Ohio State, <laughs> two fourth downs. They converted them both. One of them was the Curtis Samuel touchdown. Uh, Oklahoma, fourth downs, all for 3. And one of them was an interception return for a touchdown by Jerome Baker. So, you know, you want to get off the field on third down. Ohio State did well there, too. Oklahoma was only 5 for 13. But, uh, the fourth down plays were a big difference in this game as well. Gonna take a very quick break. Mike, we're back with your phone call, a couple of other tweets, and, uh, keep the comments coming. This is, uh, I, I, I'm glad to hear that we've got people that are listening to us at 1 in the morning. Back after this on 610 WTVN. And we're back on the best Buckeye coverage post-game show. Matt McCoy, along with Stan Jackson and Jeff Logan, long night but a happy night as Ohio State wins at forty-five to twenty-four. We're taking your calls and comments. Uh, a lot of people tweeting in, and we have phone calls too. eight two one WTVN 610 WTVN. Mike is staying up late with us. Mike, you're up yes, on six ten WTVN. How are you?
5: Okay. How about you, Matt
0: McCoy? I'm doing good. What do you think?
5: Well, I I think they I think they played. Played excellent, and um, uh, I really wasn't worried at all, like you guys, because um, I saw for sure they were going to win. Whoa, whoa, and whoa, whoa! What special- you mean, like you
0: guys? You guys weren't worried. He's he's uh, he, Matt Stan was is Stan is referencing it was singular, me. Singular, wasn't it? Stan yes. is referencing yes. me because during the right. pregame, I was like, oh, I don't know, but uh, right. but these Correct. guys, these guys were dead on, and you were dead on. It was a uh, it was a a nice win yes. for Ohio State.
5: Yes, and especially when I went up, when I went up the Bucks line to you, and and you said, and, and you had confidence. I did. You said, he said they were going to win.
0: I did, and I said that because in my the reason I said that is because Stan is so confident <laughs> yeah. that his confidence was rubbing off on me. But see, I was away from him today before the show, and so the, I, my confidence was. You got be careful. So. With
2: a little bit of my confidence. I am a homer, so yeah. Right. Let me ask you this. Let me
0: ask you this. And Mike, Mike, thanks for the call. Um, yes, you're pr- appreciate it. Um, let me ask you this: If you're Oklahoma now, and you've been shredded three straight times. By offenses like this, where, I'm just wondering where you go. You got to buy Jeff. You mentioned it. You got a bye week next week, and then you got TCU, Texas. They still can play for a Big 12 title. But Stan, I'll start with you. What what do you try to do? Are you this is the cards you're dealt, and this is going to keep happening? Well, here's the strange thing. I mean, they run a similar
2: offense. There have a lot of similarities in the play calling early in the game, so you would think that their defense. Is used to going up against up tempo, spread you out, throw the ball around, but but they're not, and you know that's the first team. We're the first team to run the ball effectively, so we could pick our poison today, and that's a real problem. So I don't know where you start when you have guys that just can't cover. I mean, they got guys that just can't cover, and I I didn't think we threw the ball enough. I mean, Houston shredded them, three hundred plus yards in the air. So so I think the first place you have to start is you got to get back to stopping the run. Try to make teams one dimensional. And then you got to come up with some schemes to help your secondary. You can't run that man that that much man to man when your guys can't cover. It. You can't. Yeah. You. So you got to throw zones in there. And, and the thought then is keep them in front of you, right? Run a zone, catch in front, and then tackle well. Run a zone, keep them in front, tackle well. That's the only way you can fix it.
1: Think of the conversation. He's got to go to brother Mike Stoops, yeah, who's the defensive Steerson. coordinator, yeah, and say, Mikey. <laughs> Help me out a little bit Let's go, bro. Yeah. I mean, really. I mean, that's your coordinator. Yeah. And when it's family, both your butts are on the line. You know it?
2: Well, the mark, I've always thought the mark of a really good coach is when you see what you have and then you say, we can't do that with this group because we don't have the horses. Right? I mean, I don't have a pro-style quarterback, so I can't run a pro-style
0: offense. Well, think about Ohio State in 2012. Urban Meyer, we're seeing what Urban Meyer likes to do offensively, and yeah, they were in the spread and the, the shot, but in in the shotgun and all that. But they weren't running this offense, not even close, not at all. I mean, we were talking in the pregame show. When's the last time Ohio State had a fullback? And it was Zach Bourne, and he was one of his best players. So he, you know, he ended up he playing ended up. linebacker at the end of the year. But for the beginning of the year, they were using him as a fullback at the start of the year. So to your point, Stan, he. Saw what he had, I can't do exactly what I want, but I gotta make the most of it.
2: You have to make those adjustments. Otherwise you're Penn State and Coach Franklin trying to run spray with Christian Hackenberg. And and that stuff doesn't work. So if you like to run an aggressive defense that plays a lot of man to man and you get used to playing, you know, these bad teams in the Big Twelve, and now you gotta play Houston and Ohio State and teams that can run and throw, you gotta say, We've got to make some adjustments and we've got to play more zone. I've got to protect my corners i, I got to run cover four, cover three, cover six, mix it up, throw a couple zone blitzes out there, maybe I can confuse a quarterback. And that's how you stop the bleeding and help your secondary. But if you keep trying to run man-to-man like this, then it's going to be a long year.
0: Uh, let's go back to the phones. Matt is on hold. Matt, you're up on 610 WTVN.
5: I know it's not a big deal, but i just got to say, I have never seen a catch <laughs> like that one that <laughs> Noah Brown made. That's it's remarkable. The defender's back, that was just incredible. That's the most fantastic
0: catch i've ever seen in my entire life yeah yeah that's without question the play of the game and i I, seriously that's going to be up for play of the year at the espy awards and as san mentioned the only thing that hurts it is that it's happened the last couple of years but that was that was remarkable when i when
1: i saw it happen i almost had to go to my mind and say in the rule book can you have possession
0: when, when you're trapping, you're, him when
1: your the hands guy. are against somebody else's body,
2: Well, that's what I said. But he to has Matt. both They're... hands on. Yes, both hands. He
1: was hugging the guy, and the ball was right in between. I. Well,
2: it's impossible. Well, first off, he caught it with one hand first. Yes, he caught it and secured it. He just put the other hand around just for just GT. to make sure, just for general purpose. <laughs> But but I'm with you, I thought initially now I've seen it before, so I know it was legal, but like, it made but it made a us lot but it made us years. think
1: about it, right but you think about it and I thought, well, they're going to really, review this. It
2: really should be an interception because if the defender was turned the other way <laughs> just just for, if the defender was turned the other way and somehow his hands got caught behind is that a pick then he got to it. in his belly
1: he doesn't have control of the football if his hands are inside of your hands but his, what is the rule without on, his body there, there is no control. <laughs> control isn't the
0: rule on dual possession though that the offense gets the offense, the yeah. offense yeah. gets it so yeah it was uh, Matt. it was an incredible play i mean that's uh, you're not going to see that and i don't know if you heard matt uh, but noah brown was asked have you ever made that play before and he pause for a second he goes not that I recall so uh, why would he, why would he even pause
2: it's you uh, he know he's
0: never done that before
1: yeah it's you know the one the one thing I will tell you though if you watch it uh, practice at Ohio State and I'm sure they do this at other places as well but these receivers in their warm-ups uh, during practice and they do it in pregame as well concentrate on one hand catches
2: well you know what that is that's that's the the Odell Beckham effect is that what it is? Yeah, cuz he's been doing it ever yeah. since he got to the NFL. They made a big deal about it. He he does an entire routine all one-hand catches. But they sides. practice
1: it. I mean, that's so, yeah. a big deal to to be able to to make that happen so that you'd have some confidence that you've done it before. Thank thank God for cutter technology, those gloves. That's right.
0: Hey, Matt, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Um, We have to pick our uh, breathe easy, CPAP Central breathe easy moment of the game, the moment of the game when you felt like uh, you can relax. Ohio State has won this football game. And that might be it, even though there was still a whole half to play. And there were a couple of moments where – you're like, yeah, oh, if they let up a little bit, Oklahoma could get back into the game, but when they scored at the end of the first half, I don't know what you guys think, when you felt like Ohio State's winning this game. That's that was it for me. Like uh I it just felt like it was Ohio State's night. What do you think?
2: Well, I mean, going to me be honest,
0: <laughs> when felt like you? Ohio
2: State was going to win when they ran out the tunnel. But but <laughs> you know, I I think that's a great point. I think because that that was a pivotal moment. They had went down and scored after we did. And then you get the ball, and you kind of methodically go down. The clock is tight, and you get that touchdown. I, I felt like – and then I knew we got the ball at the start of the half. That was the moment for me. I knew the game was over. The question was, how big a win would we have?
1: Yeah, 14 quick wins, and then they bring it back, and it's 14-7. to 7, I think that next score, um, to me – When they answered after it was 14. That, absolutely. Well, that was big, too. That the, was. Because the confidence was high, but the ability on the road to not – panic after a team has taken a kickoff back you know to the house i thought was a difference maker in the in the game where you could breathe a little bit easy
0: that's right our cpap central breathe easy play of the games uh thank you to cpap central for your support of the best buckeye coverage post game show eric you're up on 610 wtvn
5: Hey, fellas, I, uh, a couple of years ago, got into college fantasy football, and I absolutely <laughs> love it. It's it's probably, it changes the way you watch college football, for sure. Yeah. Um, and, you know...
0: <laughs> you had Noah Brown tonight? Is that I what you're leaning to? I,
5: well, no, the thing is, is I picked him in the draft, and then I... I sat him tonight because the what? first two weeks he was basically non-existent, <laughs> and I was banging my head against the wall tonight. Like no,
4: I mean
5: <laughs> he, he more than doubled his production in the first half than he did the first two weeks of the season, and I, I mean I still won the night, but I was so frustrated. Like <laughs> Noah, where have you been? <laughs> what a beautiful catch! That what was a something. beautiful coming out! I'm playing him next week, and he's probably going to
4: score me four points.
0: Yeah, well, that's yeah. You gotta you gotta play the hot hand, but you're right. No, that's no, the, no. You don't play him next week. They're on a bye. Uh, they're they're on a they are. <laughs> yeah, I'll play him on week five.
5: There you go. And, that, well, they're playing.
0: Probably, they're yeah, they're playing Rutgers point. next, so you may want to play him. Uh,
5: I was so angry tonight, man. I was yelling at people and talking. with I was so angry. I'm like, where have you been the last two weeks?
0: Well, in, in now, Stan, you play a game on BTN where you guys pick a right. offensive player, and you were bemoaning, similar to Eric, that mm-hmm. your pick was... Curtis Samuel. Well, Curtis had a good game, though, but not Noah yeah, Brown's not game. As
2: the, not as the receiver. I picked him as our receiver. Now, if JT had put just a tad bit more air early in the game, he would mm-hmm. had six, but...
5: It was an outstanding
2: Look, game. And I think you're right. You make a great point. I play fantasy NFL. I can't imagine doing it in college.
5: It's just oh, too dude, many I'm players you, to pick. College, college fantasy blows NFL fantasy out of the water. <laughs> because because it, there's it, so much more so, talent to pick. It's so much more fun, and it just totally changes the way you watch the well, game. It, I mean, I was, believe it or not, I was rooting for Oklahoma's kicker tonight. I'm like, I need you to kick a lot. No touchdowns, just kick a lot of field goals. That's all I want.
0: So you were like the kicker. only one in Columbus cursing when he hit the crossbar <laughs> I was. on the yes, first field I was goal. I so
5: angry about that. I'm like, no, I need my three points.
2: There you go. Well, That's wait, right. Wait, wait. Whoa, 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 whoa. We might have to take your Buckeye card picking. <laughs> oh, no, hey, hey, now, now week. look,
5: I've got, I've got JT. I've got Mike Weber, who I almost sat, but I didn't tonight. I thought he did, good, uh, did a good job tonight. He did. Um, he did. He, he played well. I, although I'm still waiting for a breakout run from him. Him. i was hoping he would pop one tonight i i feel like he's got one coming soon he needs one yep. so, so yep. what do
2: you just shuffle buckeyes through your fans that's not fantasy football that's just picking the buckeyes <laughs> well, see, i'm a buckeye man you gotta, uh, you gotta
0: enjoy the game that's right that's right hey eric thanks for the call appreciate it uh mike weber by the way on the night got him uh what 12 fantasy points 18 carries for 123 yards and uh Had a very nice game. He did have a 35-yard run, but he Mm -hmm. still hasn't
1: taken that long one to the house yet, uh, Jeff. But he he played very well tonight. He did. And, and, uh, again, as the game wears on, I want him to get stronger, and I want him to go more north and south and a little less lateral stuff in there, and I think I'd be a little bit happier. So, you know, Matt, I'm sitting over here just doing my math on this rankings, and you've thrown me a curveball taking Louisville. And you're gonna move them all the way up to number three.
2: Yeah, it's not a good call.
1: I Matt, we need to counsel it, you. Who would call? you
2: put at number well, three? Let me just tell you let me Michigan. just tell you who they're passing. Michigan. You're
1: putting them ahead of Houston, yes. Clemson, and Michigan.
0: I may not put them to three. That was just off the top of my head. And Wisconsin. Because because you're right, Houston, um Clemson, Michigan.
4: Stanford's now you, there. Now Wisconsin. you say
0: now let me say this. You say, or Stan, you said, who's Louisville beaten? Who's Michigan beat? Who has Michigan beaten? They beat Hawaii. They beat Colorado, and they trailed them 21-3. to I think Michigan's very, very good. I'm not saying that you're not right. I'm just saying if you're going to say Louisville hasn't played anybody – to be fair, no, Michigan, hasn't, Michigan hasn't played anybody I'm not either.
2: disagreeing, but I'm not going to move Michigan down because Louisville didn't play anybody. Michigan is already ahead they of They played
0: the number two ranked it's, team in the that, country.
2: That same team got... Destroyed in a bowl game by Houston. They come back with a freshman quarterback. Why are they number two all of a sudden? They haven't been worth anything the last five years, and they're number two based on. They what? won the national title three years ago. Just, okay, last with James. Three years. last three years. So he's long gone, and he was he is a monster. Yes, but he's been long gone. Yeah. So the, the pre, don't let the preseason poll taint you here, Matt. They haven't played anybody yet. I'm telling you, they it's haven't. Matters. Now, Michigan, but hasn't they didn't
0: either. win 27 to 24. They
1: won 63 to yeah, 20. Uh, Matt, uh, you're you're sleep deprived at this stage, we right. just don't want you to make a mistake. I'll, 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 hey, I will have to think. about it. If that's the
2: case, LSU, uh, Wisconsin should be. <laughs> if that's the case, it should be Wisconsin after beating LSU in the
1: first
0: game. I reserve the right to But
2: LSU isn't any to good, change you
0: know my that? vote. I have not voted yet. Right. I I <laughs> have not voted yet. It's uh, almost
2: time though, It's right? almost Sunday. When you I have know. to vote? Uh, it is gotta, Sunday. It's gotta be
0: turned in uh, <laughs> by eleven AM. So uh, all right, we gotta take a break. We'll be back for our last segment on the best buckeye coverage post game show here on News Radio six ten W T V N final segment of the best Buckeye coverage post game show thanks for staying out late uh with us I think because of the Buckeye win and everybody was up and Adam we've had uh, lively phones and lively action on Twitter you can always tweet me I'm at at Matt McCoy Wtvn uh DP writes, uh are you concerned about uh, actually that's OSULA. excuse me are you concerned about Ohio State's depth at tailback any concerns about Ohio State's depth at tailback
2: I'm not I mean, you, you got two guys that both were right at 100 yards today, right? 123 and 98, so either one of them could carry the load full-time. And, I mean, if you watch this team, it, it doesn't seem like any position has an issue with depth. We just roll guys in when another injury occurs, and I think we're just fine.
1: Yeah, I don't think there's anything
0: to be worried about. The only thing I can be concerned about, and we touched on it right when we started the post-game show, I wish JT didn't have 17 carries, but that's that's another Correct. issue another thing for another day uh rich writes shout out to cam johnson and his punting is amazing uh i <laughs> could not agree more what do you say jeff you're looking at the stats 50 yards a punt yes what do what he averaged yes tonight?
1: he came in averaging 50 and he leaves averaging 50 um he, he was had the 68 yarder which you talk
0: about the importance of special teams Oklahoma misses the field goal on their first possession. Ohio State goes three and out and then he bangs that 68-yarder. Looks like Oklahoma's going to get good field position cuz OSU uh you know has to punt from the 20. He hits a 68-yarder, pins them back, then they have to punt it away. They had a lousy punt and Ohio State gets good field position and scores. Uh, that was that that guy is amazing. And then the punt at the end of the game that he just rolled down to the one-yard line. It's like It was like a golf
2: stroke, like Tiger Woods. It's I like mean, watching
0: Jeff Logan uh, exactly. on the ninth hole at Muirfield. You, you would hope.
1: It, you would hope.
2: It, it, it hit the ground. It popped up. It stopped. Then it started rolling backwards. It, this kid, There's
1: an been, art. There's an art to doing what he's doing, and guys. he's
0: been here a long time.
1: Well, he's like 40 years old now, isn't I he? I mean, Do you he would... think he ends
0: up in the national
1: football He yes. Has to be opponent. on somebody's yes. roster. Yes.
2: And he's the first guy that I, at least that I remember with this rugby style on the run kick that, that Dre, he's the first one. I mean, I'm sure maybe there's somebody else, but these kids I mean, I look coach. He, I think he's a senior, isn't he? And this is it. This is what he have been here five or six, seven years. Yep. So somebody needs to get on a plane. And go back to the same hometown of Australia and get the next guy because he's gone.
1: <laughs> yeah. You know, and the odd thing is, is that, you know, you, you, you see how the traditional guys punt, you know, with the ball kind of in their hand sideways and they try and get a spiral. He kicks the point of the football off of his foot. And does weird it's things. Right. With incredible! It. Yeah. I mean, it is. It it he toe drags the thing down there, and it's absolutely well, spectacular. The, what,
0: what is it? The Australian rules football uh, yeah. background. Yeah, and so he had that skill of kicking on the run and deadening uh, the it, ball. They and went and got it's him. That's amazing. From,
2: they went and got him from over there.
0: Yep. Yeah, incredible. I mean, uh, People
2: are is good for something, I guess.
0: We've got uh, another caller, Hook. Hey, how you doing, Hook? Hey, can you hear me? I hear you. What's up? <laughs> is this Stan Stan is right here.
5: Yeah. No. The center, whoever it is, he was throwing that ball and it looked like he was trying to throw it over his head. Is that a good thing or a bad
0: thing? <laughs> That's not a good thing. You did mention a couple of times Pat Elfline is a is a terrific center, but he did have a couple of make you a little bit nervous snaps at I times.
4: Mean, was that yeah. on
2: purpose? <laughs> no, that was not on purpose. You don't want that ball over the quarterback's head so JT
5: did a good job
2: of securing that. But that but when, you mean, shotgun, when you run shot, gotta happen sometimes.
5: When you throw it up high like that, does that was so he could pass quick or No. No. Or no. That was a mistake.
2: That was a was mistake. That mistake. That was a mistake.
1: Yeah, that was a mistake. Where does he want it? Wanted? Right in his right in his shoulder. Right. I mean, right right on his chin.
2: Right there, right middle of the chest, right yeah. where the hands yep. are. You don't want him to have to take his eyes away okay, from the,
1: the secondary.
5: All right. Just some follow up on that. Like like in
0: the pros, it seems like they stand up real
5: close and they just hand it off to them and they back up and then throw. Yeah, well, it seems like JP he stands way back.
0: Yeah, well, that's uh, Ohio State runs the shotgun and runs the spread. Thanks for the call, hook, Uh, and uh, you know in the National Football League, not many people do that.
2: Right, and we don't run any pistol either. Right, some colleges or some teams run a pistol where it's an abbreviated shotgun where you're only like three yards, and uh, or it's the traditional where you put your hands under the center. But yeah, we don't do that here. Hey, Matt, it's do it it.
1: too early to look ahead, but we've got Rutgers and Indiana coming up back to back in home games. And that's a problem. Those should be win-win. All that's, right, that's
2: a problem. I, look, problem I mean,
1: because of the competition going down.
2: Well, uh, no, I mean, because I listen. Do, do we have any say in how the schedule rolls out? No. We don't no. So so, Gene, if somebody can't pick, uh, up the ball, not say, with the Big Ten. Say no. Delaney. Say Delaney. No.
0: Let's not like- have Michigan State, Michigan back to
1: back. Yeah, and yeah.
2: Indiana, and Rutgers back to back. We no. I know. Those in the middle.
1: But <laughs> after but after that, we go to Wisconsin, and yep. that will be after Wisconsin has a bye week. But here's what I want to bring up, and I kind of get your feedback on this. Wisconsin starts the bloody month for them because they got oh, yeah. they are at oh, Michigan State next week. Brutal. They go to Michigan the following week. They get a bye week. Then they get us. And then they play at Iowa. Iowa, yeah. Matt, think of that. Wow. Is there a worse schedule in the country no, for the work. next four games? Because
2: then you know it's after that. It's Nebraska.
1: Then yeah, I was gonna say, then they have Nebraska.
2: And if you come out of that unscathed, then you get Ohio State, Michigan, or Michigan State again in the Big Ten Championship game.
1: Incredible. Think about and, and that. You
2: had LSU in the preseason. Yeah, they they've got the toughest schedule in the country by far.
1: Any chance Wisconsin goes into East Lansing and beats Sparty?
2: Yeah, there is. Really, there is. Absolutely. Wouldn't that be something? Absolutely.
0: Well, that 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 has like a thirteen to ten kind of game written it all does. over it, doesn't it? <laughs> it I mean, really does. They are so good defensively, and Michigan State in. Uh, you know, they're Michigan State. I mean, that's the way they like to play. So, Well,
2: if you're if you're Bucky, the Badger, you don't want Michigan State to be the underdog.
0: Right. right?
2: D'Antonio's De- like 12 of his last 16 games where they were the underdog, he's won them. So, but yeah, no, Wisconsin's a good football team. We, the Big Ten is, is looking to be a really good conference.
0: Uh, from, this is uh, related to that, from Seth, um, other than Iowa, very good night for the Big Ten. And... When I came in and was being, you were talking about me getting negative, I was thinking, boy, this could be a bad day for the Big Ten. It turned out just the opposite. Yeah, when, that, when we started, Michigan was trailing. It and wasn't like, going in the right direction, was it? But, uh, you know, um, nah. I got to be I'm
2: a little torn. I, I wonder whether, you know, because I root for the Big Ten, because I, I, I get sick of all the SEC talk. But, you know, as a Buckeye fan, I don't know about that. I'm taking my poison. it's been easy for the Buckeyes to roll through. It's that the last couple of years now, not, not only Michigan State, you got Wisconsin you have to play. You got, I, I mean, teams are starting to figure it out in this conference. That, that cycle is coming back to yep. where the big is the best conference in the country.
1: 19 straight road wins for Urban Meyer as Incredible. a head football coach. Yeah, unbelievable what's his overall record now matt 53 and 4
0: 53 and 4 i was saying to these guys off of the air that if he wins well when he wins over rutgers in 58 games he'll be 50 games over 500 <laughs> that is
2: stupid. That
0: that's is just, just incredible they're gonna call
1: so. him newt
0: meyer
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's right <laughs> you win it you win the national championship this year you might as well just retire
0: exactly because you, you can't improve upon you it can't get
2: any better than that
0: drop the mic that's right Stan, uh, Jeff, you guys are the best. Thanks for hanging around. And thanks to you. uh, I was wondering, is anybody going to be up? Clearly you are because the adrenaline's rolling after a big Buckeye win. Thanks for joining us. And we'll talk to you uh, soon on our best Buckeye coverage on 610 WTVN.